On this episode, I spoke with John Weberg about growth marketing and follow-up, specifically email sequences and email follow-up for marketing and sales. John's done a lot of cool things in his career. He has consulted for companies that have done hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue. So he's uniquely qualified to walk us through how he thinks about follow-ups and email sequences in particular. So let's dive right into this episode. If you wouldn't mind just giving maybe the cliff notes, a few bullet points on your career and more specifically, how you got to where you are now and what you're focused on. So I got started very young at around 12 years old, believe it or not. I'm a second generation digital marketer. My dad had an offline business that went bankrupt years and years ago. He turned to online marketing. I turned to online marketing. So the past, you know, 12 years has been a combined, a lot of affiliate marketing, a lot of growth marketing, a lot of running my own businesses and running services for other people. And right now, mainly what I'm focused on is helping people with their follow-up, helping people be able to turn more of their leads into customers because that's the, the biggest issue other than leads getting leads themselves. I think the second biggest issue is people being unable to turn their audience actual into buyers, repeat buyers, lifetime buyers. So helping people out with their marketing is my go-to and anything I can provide a value, um, that's amazing. Now, I, I know you spend a lot of your time consulting companies. You've consulted companies that have driven millions in sales. So from, from those experiences or from any experience you have, if you're looking right now at maybe the one channel or the one tactic or strategy that you're just most excited about, that you're most consistently seeing bring wins to companies, what is that strategy? I would say it's human marketing at a very personal, genuine depth because of AI, because of so many robocalls everyone's getting, because of all the spam we all get on LinkedIn, because of all of the competition that's in the marketplace. Right now, we're, we are in an inundation in every industry, in every niche in the world. I don't know of a single one that there isn't almost seeming like 800 to thousands of companies and people in each of these niches. So it's very hard to be niched. And if you are, there's still competitions. So I think the businesses that in their follow-up, that in their advertising, that in their sales processes, that are being as genuine, as relatable, as loving, as caring as real as possible. And there's many ways we can walk through how you actually do that. Those companies are winning and getting ahead. A good uh, example of this, if you took a look at the Harmon brothers who designed very good advertising, the Squatty Potty, Dr. Squatch, different things. Take a look at the Harmon brothers advertising. If you can do that with your sales, with your marketing, with many different things, it performs astoundingly. I'm curious on the growth of marketing side, if you're, you've been at this for a long time, like you said, if you're looking back at what growth marketing was a decade ago or more compared to what it is now, what are the key differences? The key difference is, is the same thing regarding AI, regarding all this competition is you have to outperform not just in your funnels, not just in your sales processes, not just with your sales team, not just in your advertising, also in your follow-up. You have to outperform everywhere because of this inundation of competition, you have to stand out and you don't just have to stand out in one place. Omnichannelly, regarding all types of growth marketing, all types of marketing channels, you have to go above and beyond. And that is when you're going to not just do well, but your business is going to surpass your competition. It's going to surpass the next two or three companies next to yours. And you can take the majority of the marketplace. If you take a look at, for example, any business that has 
out of nowhere shined. Any influencer who has out of nowhere shined and broken through the cloud of competition, what has came from is every piece of their business is performing exceedingly well versus just, oh, we have the best offer. That's not enough anymore. You have to have the best everything because the competition is fierce and they are not afraid to outspend you if they need to. On the, I'm talking competition on the marketing side. When you're talking, whether it's messaging, positioning, whatever, what are some of the ways that you think about helping companies stand out, not from a product perspective, from a marketing perspective? I think 100% the name of the game is the thing that people are still most reluctant and don't enjoy doing, and that is follow-up. So whether you have a sales team, whether you're a solo premier doing follow-up yourself, whether it's email marketing follow-up, texting, calling, you name it, follow-up is where everyone uses a copy and paste template. They use a chat GTP input. Hi, John, my name is X. We'd like to help you get X. Here's how you can work with us. Versus value first, value first, freebies. Value, I mean, it's what everyone preaches and teaches in the marketplace, but I think people think having a good offer is value. That's not value. Solving your customers and audiences and prospects problems before you even make them an offer for free, that is value. Doing that multiple times is intense value. And I think when follow-up leads with that and focusing on follow-up and actually doing it and doing it personally, that's when you see marketing and growth marketing outperform anything else because you can send out 1,000 outbound emails to potential clients versus someone who spends time sending 50 that are personalized and they'll get a much higher response rate. They'll save their time actually because they're personalizing, they're being unique, they're giving value, they're doing what you are supposed to do in marketing. And that's build an actual relationship with your audience versus just promoting and selling to them. Let, let's tackle that that idea of follow-up as a key principle. Let's tackle that from, from some different angles. So first off, you had mentioned ChatGPT in there. Let's first explore together your thoughts on AI for follow-up because I, I know that the big temptation is let's try to scale personalization. When I say that, what comes to mind? What are your overall thoughts? Scaling personalization, which is done, I've never seen it basically not done this way, is okay, we're going to have all these contacts. We're going to make it a, a simple AI slash prompt or blueprint that we use to customize it, tagging people's names, tagging people's company, tagging people's you name it, in order to broadcast out to as many contacts as possible. But again, the problem with that is currently, in my opinion, most AI is not good enough to actually use language that is unidentifiable from human language. Talking nonchalantly, talking very plainly, talking in a genuine feeling relationship and personalized enough that someone actually goes, I can tell you care about me. You've written such an amazing response or outbound message that I can tell you care about me. You put actual time and thought because people think a name and a company name is personalization. That's not. That's what everyone's doing. Like I'm saying, is there's so much competition. Right now, what you're doing, if you're doing this, is you're doing what everyone else is doing. That's not good enough anymore. So you have to personalize, such as, I took a look at your website, and on the bottom left-hand corner, you have a spot here where you're missing some copy that I think if you introduced, here's an exact copy of personalized and written for you. This here, it would help lift your conversions. Now, I have a complete document, an ebook I've created on other ways you can improve other copy around your website. Is it okay if I send this to you as well? I think it would help you. 
What do you think the response rate is on that? 80%, probably 70%. Someone goes, great, yes, free, free. You're going to actually help my business with my copywriting? Fantastic versus just type in the chat GTP. Here's my this, here's this, this. Tag the name, tag their company name. It's, it's a difference of, of caring so much that it's shown through your marketing. Oh, what, would, what would be your response if somebody came to you and said, okay, that sounds good, but we're a big company and we have to do things at a bigger scale. Like the one-to-one stuff just isn't going to be possible for us. What, what would your response be to that? I would say the conversion of the, what they would call lower scale, the conversion of your lower scale activity is going to convert higher than any volume you can produce. And if you are still going to neglect what I'm saying, you're going to go out and like, you really are like, Hey, we're at scale, reaching out to tens of thousands of people. We don't have the bandwidth. Then what you need to do is figure out a way to automate and systematize as much personalization and customization as you can. So maybe using ChatGTP, but using it in a smarter way is important. Maybe if you can create a way to personalize it for everyone, create a custom video from your CEO or have your CEO create a custom video reaching out with a very warm, welcoming message. That is better than just text. Using imagery, for example, if you have sales reps who are reaching out to other businesses, literally selfie style, hey, my name is John. I'm reaching out because of, with a picture, you have to put in the human side of marketing, the human side of this I get from people who are B2B is, well, that's not really professional. But what we, again, I'm getting back to, back to this kind of essence of all marketing, all business, is you are dealing with people. Whether you're doing B2B partnerships, B2B deals, whether you're B2C, whether you're an agency, whether you're a consultant, whether you're a SaaS company, it doesn't matter. You are working with people. And people are the same, whether they're a professional, quote unquote, whether they're not a professional, quote unquote, you name it. They all relate to messaging that is genuine, that is caring, that is value-driven, that at least has shown some effort. So if you're at scale, show a little bit more effort. If you're, if you're going to do as we've walked through, use a video, use a picture, use something to make it a little bit more beyond what everyone else is already doing. Well, let's actually dive into this um, on, on the follow-up side and even you know a little before and after that if, if you want to. But what, is a, what does a really good email sequence look like? If you're trying to do quote-unquote human marketing, like you've said, and you're, you're trying to do this more value-driven give more for free up front. What does the sequence actually look like to turn, turn a cold lead into a potential customer? The best sequence, whether it's email follow-up, texting follow-up, calling follow-up, you name it, is the first three to four contacts I advise, again, whether it's emails, texts, calls, you name it, is all value, introductory, building a relationship first. No promotion. Maybe a link at the bottom or, you know, you mention it, but I mean literally no promotion because uh, one of my favorite marketers is, is Frank Kern, and he's a, he's an OG of the space. And something he teaches and preaches that I believe in it wholeheartedly is the vast majority of the people you're trying to work with get to buy from you, get to test out your product and services, you name it. The vast majority are not ready to buy now. The vast majority. So the only way you're going to relate with the people who are actually not ready to buy, invest, purchase now is if you build that relationship first. That is a must. So I mean... Any freebies, guides, resources, anything you can give your audience to introduce them to you in a way that is in their interest. Always write and create content, marketing, copy, email sequences, texting sequences, 
was always focused on value first and on giving, 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 giving. So I think those three to four emails have to start with value first. They have to be introductory, just warm, building relationship, then past that. That is only once you've built a relationship, then you start easily, easily selling and promoting and giving an offer because you've built such a strong relationship. People naturally want to buy from you and work with you. So the next probably two to three emails or two to three contacts you follow up with, hey, we just helped you with this. We want to help you even more. So point out what you've already done and have given and that they agreed to and they've used. And there's a level beyond this we would love to work with you on, to help you with, to guide you to. And then what you want to do after that is relate in multiple different ways to your audience because the same two to three messaging you do for promotional or starting to guide them to working with you, you have to vary the perspective you are following up from. So maybe the two to three sequences or two to three emails after that or text after that is, hey, we want to give you a bunch of social proof from our current customers or current buyers or current clients who are seeing massive results. The next two to three after that is all storytelling about, hey, I just want to walk you through why and how our company was created because we want you to know how much we care about our customers and show you how much thought has gone into our products, our services. And you keep doing that every two to three emails or contacts. You vary the focus because also in anyone's audience, there's different types of people who relate to different types of information. Again, all surrounding human marketing relating to each type of person you're dealing with. This done at, at scale and done at a 21 day or so follow-up sequence is going to convert the majority of people who would ever buy from you guaranteed. It, while we're on this topic, just getting even, even a little bit more specific. If you were, if you were building out this whole sequence, you were just saying, do you have a preferred tool or different tools to patch it all together? I, I do have uh, biases as I've used most of the CRMs. I've used most of the, the, the autoresponders there are out there. I probably used probably 50 or 60 of them. I think two of the best tools for automations or good email marketing in texting and SMS as well. I think you're going to have to go with Kajabi or who you are going to have to go with active campaign. Those are my two highest deliverability, highest open click to rate, really good resources and tools that I think just outperform anything I've used. And also their usability is very, very simple. So active campaign Kajabi are primo for me. Solid. Um, when you're looking at email as a whole, whether it's, you know, email marketing, um, getting people on your list, nurturing that list, um, automation sequences, like we've talked about follow-ups across the board, what are a couple of the most common mistakes that you see c companies that you've consulted making with email and what are the remedies for those? Ooh, I think that one of the biggest mistakes is of course, over, over generalizing and doing like we said with ChatGTP, with these different tools and resources of not being specific enough, not being value driven enough, which we've gone over. I think as well, a big mistake is not segmenting properly. So segmenting based on actions, your leads or prospects are taking or not taking. For example, if I'm sending out emails to a thousand or 10,000 or 100,000 different prospects and out of sending those emails to them, maybe 10% or 20% are 
are not opening, or maybe 50% or 70% are not opening. And the other 50%, let's say 50 aren't opening, 50 are. And of those 50 who are, 50% 50 of those are clicking and 50% of those aren't clicking. The biggest mistake in a lot of email marketing, basically all follow-up, is treating all these people as if they are the same people, but they're not because they are showing you their interest based upon the actions they are taking. So you have to segment properly based upon those actions and non-actions. So by people who are haven't opened anything, maybe after between three to six emails, for example, you'd want to put them into an unengaged email automation or, or follow-up sequence to get them to re-engage with more, I hate to say the word hypey, but more attention-grabbing, really shocking email headlines to get a percentage of these people to finally open. Then as well, people who are opening and then who are clicking or not clicking, you want to do the same for them too, because you want to meet people with the actions they are taking. And this applies to people who are, say for example, you have an email sequence going out to an e-commerce product and they hate your Checo cart and they didn't purchase. You need to have re-engaged campaigns that send them back to the Checo part. If you do that to, if you do that within, I believe, five or 10 minutes, you increase Checo cart conversions by at least like 30 or 40%, which is astounding. If when someone reaches out, for example, to book a call with you, an, an inbound lead comes to you, whether it's through a form, calling, texting, it does not matter, and you respond within 10 minutes, you increase the likelihood of them con converting, I believe it's between like 70 and 80%. So proper segmenting drastically increases the, the, the conversion rate and percent chance of people actually buying from you. So I think doing really good, high quality segmenting based on opening, clicking emails, based on buyers, non-buyers versus on checkout cards, visiting your website, you name it, and retargeting those people, retargeting those people with advertising as well, that's huge. Last question here, and then, and then we'll hop off. So I know you mentioned um, working with Frank Kern and learning from him at, at one point in your career, and you've worked with uh, other big marketers in your career as well. Across all those people, what are some of the, the key lessons and principles that they've taught you that kind of stand out right now? Right now, I'm working with um, a really cool guy in affiliate marketing. He's one of the best affiliate marketers there are. His name's John Cristani. And something he's taught me while working with him um, is that if right now your business is struggling, your marketing, your ads aren't performing, they're not scalable, you're outbound, you name it, the best thing you can do is take a look at the best performing competitors there are in your marketplace and duplicate and customize and personalize that with your own branding. I'm not saying copy and paste. I'm saying, okay, you, you want to take a look at what's working and go, how can we duplicate this, but in our own way, with our own messaging, with our own story, with our own, you name it, to our own offer, with our own audience and make it better. Let, let's make this really good example of what's already working and revolutionize it and make it perform even better. That is a huge shortcut to making any follow-up, any marketing, any ads, anything perform exceedingly well. Take a look at what's already working because if, if competitors who are doing way better than you are making it work, you can, or, or just take notes of what are they using for the CTAs? What are they using for their forms? How big or short are their forms? Kind of uh, hack, take a look at the marketing that's converting and just take examples of that and see how you can apply it to your own business. That's probably a really good um, strategy. I think that helps a lot of people shortcut experimenting with ads, experimenting with follow-up, experimenting with funnels and having them work or not work. 